Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Yeah, welcome in, everybody. It is not Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, but it is Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Tim Allen punched in, ready to go here. As uh, we get a Monday edition of Sparky's Midday Madness, got an hour of Sparky's show, then I'll be here for Rami. I'm wondering, uh, there's Adam Roberts, he's producing the show today. Adam, I'm wondering here if uh, if I get paid for two shows, two different shows, because I, I'm in theory filling in on two shows today. I'm just wondering. I think it's above my pay grade to make those decisions. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to... Uh, re-air a conversation I had with Adam McCalvey. And the reason I'm going to do this is because it's a really fun conversation. And, you know, there aren't many that know more about the Milwaukee Brewers than Adam McCalvey. And it it wasn't uh, time sensitive. It was just in a general sense about uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, We will also talk some more baseball this hour on Sparky's Midday Madness. Uh, with a, the general manager of the Kenosha Kingfish, and he did not he did not know that Steve Sparky Pfeiffer was from Kenosha. Apparently, there was a nice uh, nice piece on Sparky on uh, in the Kenosha News newspaper. That's uh, right, KenoshaNews dot com uh, had that, and uh, yeah, it, he did not know that. So that's pretty cool. It kind of made his day. Sparky needs to get down to a Kingfish game or two. He does. Maybe work out. Uh, a deal to to get an appearance fee or something like that. I wonder well, if it's maybe because we've got so much up here, it's just been hard for him to get down to Kenosha. You got the Chinooks, you got the Milkmen. A- absolutely. And, and you know what? And that's the thing, uh, Adam, it's funny you bring that up. And I, I want to bring up this point without really bashing Major League Baseball because there are alternative outlets for baseball uh, in our area, in the state of Wisconsin, in southeast Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, as you said, 
um, you know, with the Schnooks and, and the Milkmen, uh, but also the Kenosha Kingfish, you know, just 35, 38 minutes down the road. Um, and, and I understand with the lockout and all the money that was, you know, being, you know, fought over between the players and, and uh, the ownership groups, I totally get if people have a little bit uh, of an axe to grind with Major League Baseball. I understand that part of it, you know, and it's funny how after a 99-day lockout that uh, a record-breaking spending uh, (laughs) splurge went on with the organizations. It's just funny how that is. You know, they're fighting tooth and nail about, no, we don't want to give in here, we don't want to give in there. Nope, we'll just keep it here. We'll meet for 10 minutes. We'll... You know, the talks have, have uh, broken down here and, and the ire gets up. And as Andrew Miller uh, had said, that some F-bombs were dropped in some of the negotiations and voices were raised. And then all of a sudden, everyone's just hugging each other. There's a big dollar sign that happens. And, and, and then the owners just went on a spending splur. Just, a, just they, they spent record amounts of money here this year in Major League Baseball. So all of that being said... I get it if there is a little chip on the shoulder for some fans that just got had had enough. I totally get that. I, I look at it as maybe a little more, as, as you guys know, longtime listeners of, of mine know, that I look at it just a little more selfishly, and I mean that in a, in a, in a nice, friendly customer service kind of way. I look at it, I don't look where the money goes necessarily. And and in fact, there's in most cases, I really don't care where the money goes. Don't we normally care what we get for our money, unless it's a charitable arm somewhere in your life? Outside of that, I mean, if we're purchasing products, uh, goods and services, don't we just care what, at least I do, I care what I get for the money. I'd like to spend as little as possible for, for what I buy, for sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, if I spend money, I just get what I get. So I get a ticket to a Major League Baseball game. If I'm going to go up to the concession counter, that's what I get for my money. Yeah, it's a little little too high. I get it. We can gripe about that. The, the, the cost is a little on the high side. If I want to buy a beer, okay, that's way up there. <laughs> so have a few in the parking lot just to, you know, just to get a base going. But that's the way I look at it, but I completely understand. And that's why I'll, I'll open the door with our conversation with uh, the general manager of the Kenosha Kingfish just to, you know, you know, just to give another outlet. Uh, and the Northwoods League is something I'm a big believer in. Uh, years here. and years been talking about that. I mean, they've got teams all over this state and others. Uh, one of, if not, and Ryan, Ryan Goralski can, can, uh, confirm this. I think it's one of, if not the biggest collegiate wood bat leagues in America. For sure. One of, I believe it is the number one. Okay. And, and there's a special player that plays for Kenosha as well. I don't know if we're supposed to announce that. I think we are. I think we can. Well, I'll let him announce that. Yeah. I'd say let's hold on to that for a sec. Okay, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to well, announce that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, Tim. I mean, I've been I've been out in lacrosse for about a decade before I came over mm-hmm. here. The second you bring up the loggers, 
pretty much everybody who follows that team in that area in the Cooley region will go, hey, hey, did you know Max Scherzer? He played for this team. He was here. He was in lacrosse. Chris Sale, he was here too. Both of their um, images, uh, and maybe it's different now, but they are on the banner that wraps around Copeland Park. That's cool. Boom, boom, Scherzer Sale. And, And it should be that way. I mean, these, these, these guys, and it's a grueling schedule. I mean, my son played uh, for a couple of different teams in the Northwoods League, and, and it's, it's not an easy task. I mean, it's every day. It's something, it's something like 55 games in 60 days or something like that. You're living in host family houses, and, you know, it is a grind for these guys. In the dog, in dead of the hot summer, I shouldn't say the dog days, but uh, just, just the hottest portion of the summer at times, and, and they got to do their thing. So we'll have that uh, conversation. Just want to button up uh, for on the baseball scene here. I cannot wait uh, for Thursday. Thursday, it all gets going. Opening day. Wow. The 2022 championship season for the crew gets underway on Thursday. It's a 120 start time at Chicago's neighborhood dump down there in Wrigleyville. (laughs) And uh, it's a a four-game set. All four games are going to be 120 starts. So after the last pitch, you make the switch. We're going to be right here. I'll be here with uh, the Gene Wagner Plumbing postgame show. Presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street for the 17th season. And I will tell you this. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I will just say this. I was talking with the, uh, Dan and Don on the uh, college sports show uh, last week about this. Uh, you know, again, in this, in this industry, really in a lot of industries these days, I guess, to get a 17-year run at any job is pretty tough. And especially in our industry, in the uh, broadcast uh, business, both TV and radio, as well as you know, print and and online. It's really difficult to maintain. There's just so much, you know. There's you turn over employees so often, and it's for various different reasons. It's 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 a cost effective thing. It's you know, fiduciary concerns, and you know what a pandemic uh, that played a part in a lot of changeover w- with broadcast entities, but. To, to be here 17 years, uh, it's, just, it's just super cool. <laughs> it just is. And, you know, it, at, at some point, uh, so, it's going to end. I, I understand that. But I just hope they get their ring, the Brewers get the ring, and they prove me not a liar when I say championship season. I finally get it right, and then that's that. Uh, so just really looking forward to Thursday. Burnsy on the hill. And speaking of which, over the weekend, just to catch you up a little bit, I know a lot of us don't really follow the uh, Cactus League games. Yeah, if it's on TV, you're flipping around. Uh, us hardcores, we do. We'll watch it. I'll tell you this much, Tim. Uh, I think it was Friday. Before I left, Sparky was like, hey, make sure you hit record because my son wants to see Shoei Otani go up against the Brewers. And yeah. I will admit I was very interested in watching the start of that game myself. Yeah. And and it's those types of things that that you know raise your eyebrows a little bit in Cactus League or Grapefruit League, down in Florida. But you know it's you want to know you want these guys in a good frame breaking camp. And if you if you listen to Craig Council or read his comments, uh, you will always know and 
you know, I've I've made mention of this a lot on the postgame show that lead with the positive. Always, always, always. That's a Craig Council thing. That's sort of a business thing, too. You always lead with the positive. It's a marketing thing as well. Coaching also. Lead with the positive. Yeah. And, and so Craig is just, oh, he's ready. You ask him about any player. He's in a good spot. He's in a good spot. He's in a good spot. Well, Craig, he just gave up, well, I don't know, in three appearances, 15 runs, 14 earned, including six home runs. I'm talking about Brandon Woodruff. Ah, but the ball's coming out just right. He, you know, he's in a good spot. <laughs> he's feeling good. Okay, I get it. Those of you that don't watch it, we'll just uh, uh, get you uh, up to date over the weekend. A couple of losses, both Saturday and yesterday. Burns on Saturday did look good. Six innings, a couple of hits, one run given up. Uh, he did hit a man and struck out six. So that was good. He was getting some length there, and that's his last spring training start until he throws in the bottom of the first inning this Thursday against the Chicago Cubs. So that's now he's in a good spot coming out of that outing. Woody, however, yesterday, five runs, four earned, um, five-plus innings of work, three hits, two walks, five strikeouts, did give up couple of more home runs uh Aaron Ashby's getting getting lit up this this spring now again for those of you that say well it's just spring okay no problem for the others that say well you would like a better performance from guys like Brandon Woodruff and and Aaron Ashby but Ashby four hits three walks six runs allowed (laughs) there were some errors in there it got a little messy in his performance over the Cactus League uh, of course Freddie has one start uh, left, and that's the final game tonight against the Colorado Rockies. Then they'll head back home uh, to Mo- Milwaukee, and they'll have a workout on Wednesday, and then head down to. Uh, sure, they'll bus it down to Chicago for a Thursday uh, opener. Might need the raincoats for that trip. Yeah, I saw that, and a little bit later on this afternoon, I think we'll we'll start taking a peek at the weather forecast. Thursday, I think, looks okay. It's Friday, the one I'm worried about. That actually had snow in the forecast down there and a little more a little more wind action going on. And yeah. So Freddie's going to finish up his uh, spring training tonight. Woody, this spring, three appearances. That spans 11 and a third innings pitch, 16 hits, six of them homers, 15 runs allowed, four walks with 12 strikeouts for an ERA of 10.80. <clears throat> now... With limited appearances, you guys know, uh, analytically speaking, that you know that he, he throws. If he had one more start in the spring, uh, in a spring game, and I don't know, through five or six shutout innings, I mean, the ERA would be cut in half. But as it as it sits now, it's it's you know it's what it is, ten point eight zero, a one point seven WHIP for Woody as well. Uh, both Burns and Peralta with a 4.50 ERA, although the whip for Burns looking good, .79, and a 1.1 for Freddie Peralta. Uh, Hauser, a 6.00 ERA this spring. Eric Lauer, over 10 for his ERA. And the aforementioned uh, Aaron Ashby has a 10.38 earned run average. As I said, the Brewers finish up the Cactus League schedule tonight against the Rockies. And then it's for real, their next game. Uh, just to finish up here, the Bucks over the weekend uh, fell to the Mavericks uh, 118-112. 
Uh, 48-30 mark as they run out the string here in the regular season, currently sitting third in the East. But wow, last week. I don't know if you guys caught both of those games, the Philly game and the uh, Brooklyn game. (laughs) You would have thought it was the playoffs right there. It's just amazing basketball. Uh, those of you that are just waiting for the playoffs, you missed out on those two games. In fact, Gary Ellerson called me up after the one of the games. <laughs> He's all jazzed up about it. It was really, really cool. Um, but uh, I've got the latest hot off the presses uh, power rankings with a week to play in the NBA. And a little bit later on this afternoon uh, from Bleacher Report, Dan Favali will join us. This East is going to be a dogfight. There's no doubt about that. Okay, we'll get to that Adam McCalvey conversation. Those of you wanting your brewer fix, you'll get it next here. Tim Allen in for Sparky today. Sparky's Midday Madness, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Welcome back. It is a Monday edition of Sparky's Midday Madness. Tim Allen in for Sparkles today as, um, well, we're talking some Brewers baseball. We're talking baseball just to to kind of – uh, wet the appetite here because it is uh, the opening day of the 2022 championship season on Thursday uh, in Chicago. Two of the last three years, they open up the season against the Chicago Cubs. That's pretty interesting. Um, also, a little bit later on, hot off the presses, uh, the win totals, projected uh, percentage of uh, making the playoffs. Also, uh, the odds of winning the World Series, all that, just everybody's releasing just the latest because it's the week leading up to. So I'm going to have that for you coming up a little bit later on as I'll be in for Rami as well. But now let's uh, revisit a conversation uh, talking about the Brewers uh, with Adam McCalvey from Brewers.com and MLB.com. I I asked Adam, uh, considering these ERAs, you know, two four three for Corbin Burns, and then you have a two five six for Brandon Woodruff, a two eighty eight uh, for Freddie Peralta. You can go a couple of further than three point one for Lauer, three point two for Adrian Hauser. With the expanded playoffs, Adam, does this mean they're a shoe in to get to the playoffs for the fifth consecutive season? Well, it would be a massive upset, I think, if they didn't make the postseason based on what's happening in the division. Although the Cubs are an interesting club because are they rebuilding or are they adding? They keep sort of like picking up interesting pieces. I think they're kind of an interesting team that the Brewers have their eye on a little bit. And obviously the Cardinals are very good, but they've got Jack Flaherty issues again, and his health is big to what they do because their pitching is not what Milwaukee does. They have a very good offense. Um, but look, the strength of this Brewers team is pitching. And Mark Altanacio made that comment yesterday that David Stearns told him he thinks this is on paper the best team that Stearns has had. That's 2016 on. And that includes a lot of playoff teams. That includes an 18 team that was very good, a 19 team uh, that was very good with the Osmani Grandal and some, some pretty good offensive pieces. And last year's team, which was really, really good until the end when they stopped hitting. That's a 95-win team last season, even with a kind of two-week collapse at the end of the regular season so he's had some good clubs and, and that was sort of an interesting thing that made me think a little bit kind of go through my head about is, is this the best team on paper and if that's what you believe I think it's obviously based on the pitching that they have the six starters Ethan Small is the seventh maybe Luis Perdomo is the eighth he's been very impressive down here uh, and then obviously the bullpen with uh, the three 
main guys back that, that they used last year. Um, very good pitching, and that's not been <laughs> story for the Brewers. I don't need to tell a lot of the people listening that um, there's not a lot of pitching staff like this in, in the history of this particular franchise. Yeah, we've come a long way from Jim Colburn and Kevin Koval, haven't we? I well, mean, or Jimmy Haynes and Jamie Wright. And, uh, right, right. I got you. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a different kind of club, uh, and it, you know, and it's in an era where pitching right now is, is sort of dominant in this sport, and it's a different, different outlook. Um, you know, there's sort of a "give me five and let the bullpen take it" the rest of the way attitude in baseball. Give me like five all out sort of attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm not certain that these guys want to be like that. I mean, uh, Corbin Burns and uh, Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta and, and, you know, really even Hauser with the stinker. These, these are guys that talk about wanting to pitch the whole game. Um, so, you know, they, they are, they are very good starting pitching and okay. um, health is going to play obviously a big role. And in a short spring, that's something obviously everybody is, very much paying attention to to try to get through this, get everybody to opening day in a good place, but not push too far too fast and then risk something happening. So they're, they're very cognizant that this is a little bit of a different spring again. That being said, Adam, um, let's, let's switch, switch gears to the offense here. And, and it, it, if everybody on that pitching staff stays healthy, and that's a bit, that's a big part of it for sure. And and they accomplish at least you know they don't bottom out too bad maybe they don't have as good a year but last than last year but still are very very good. Is the offense good enough to support that type of pitching staff this season? Well, look, I mean that's going that's going to be the story of the season because I think they have some pretty good certainty with the pitching. I think it would be a big upset if all of a sudden Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta are bad and Josh Hader is bad. I, like, I don't think that's going to happen. But on the offensive side, they did not make big changes. They're bringing back a lot of the same players that were there last year. And, you know, you're counting on the players who performed last year. Willie Adamas jumps to my mind right away to do that again. And then you're, you're definitely counting on the Christian Yelichs, Keston Hira, to produce like they didn't do last year. So, you know, there's more on the offensive side about kind of like fingers crossed than I feel like there is on the pitching side. And look, Yelich is the big one. You just can't get away from that. Like, you can't, you can't put all the bad things that happened at the end of last year offensively on Christian Yelich's shoulders. I mean, he's their best player, and I get his big salary, you know, the big contract. I get that comes with responsibility, and he's the first one to say that he didn't live up to his end of that last year, and he's super intent on having this year be a, a better story. Um, you can't put it all on him, but, but getting more from him, it's just, I think, going to be, you just can't, it's the simplest answer, but it's also, I think, the right answer to how they're a better team offensively in this coming season. So, um, you know, he, he's healthy, and they said the back was good at the end of last season, too. So that's obviously for him, again, the, the number one thing, just being healthy and, and able to, Swing the way he wants to swing. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he's he's squaring some things up here early on this Cactus League. So that that is a good sign if that's worth anything. Okay, Adam McAlvey, Brewers dot com, MLB dot com. I've learned a lot over the years, Adam, and I mean this uh, with all with all sincerity uh, from you guys as the beat reporters. And 
um, you know, Tom and, and yourself and others, but, but the main beats. Uh, there's a certain way you ask questions to Craig Council. It, it, it's just funny how you, you have to phrase them a certain way. You know what I mean? And, and I've learned that. And so I'm trying to formulate when I do get at, at Craig, and, and you know, maybe you've addressed this already, but what happened last year down the stretch, and we'll stay with the offense here, as he said to you guys that you know, our job is to stay healthy, and it's, it was a different uh, environment for him. He wasn't chasing necessarily anything at the time. In the prior three years, four years, he was. And I, I just wonder if he had learned anything as a big league manager because it was a different kind of field. There was a different situation. People were chasing him. And he switched gears and said, well, you know, our job is to stay healthy now and then just flip that switch in the playoffs. And just in talking with the fans, they say that that might have been a big mistake. And, of course, you wouldn't ask it that way, Adam, but you would maybe phrase it in terms of, you know, did you learn anything uh, as as a big league manager down the stretch being a different situation than it had been since 2017? Well, you know, I have not asked that question that way. And frankly, we have not down here spoken a lot, big picture, about the offense. I think those are going to be questions that maybe we get into in that final week when the team starts to come into focus and it starts to get like, okay, here we go, ready for the season. I will say, I don't think they have, now this is just my sense of talking to Craig Council, David Stearns, Matt Arnold, any second guesses at all about the way they handled the, the, the rest versus rust question towards the end of last season. They prioritized rest. They thought it was the smartest decision. Um, I think they would do it again. I really do. And I know that's not a satisfying answer to people who watch them stop hitting, beginning with that Detroit series, and then all the way through the end of the regular season and through that Braves series in the postseason where they didn't hit at all. But I really believe that they feel like they made the smart decision in the way that they handled that, and that if it comes to that again, which they obviously hope it does, that they would prioritize rest once again. You know, it's not like they shut guys. I think what they would say is it's not like we stopped playing Willie Adamas and Christian Yelich and Luis Urias in the final two weeks of the regular season. They were just judicious about, you know, remember Adamas had, was banged up and they were really careful with that to try to get him close to 100% with a leg before getting into the postseason. Um, but I think their argument would be that we didn't like shut guys down and give them two weeks off and then say, go get them against the Braves. They just added these days in there to really rest everybody up and take the foot off the gas. But look, I totally understand, and there is very much merit to the argument that taking your foot off the gas hurt them as an offensive unit because, like, the results just scream at you. They stopped, they, they, they kicked the tar out of the Cleveland, then Indians. Threw a no-hitter and then scored a zillion runs in that series. And then they just stopped hitting. So the evidence is right there that something didn't work for them late last season. I'm just telling you from a philosophical point of view, I really think they would do it again. And if it comes to that at the end of the season, you know, it looks like it could based on the way they line up against the rest of the NL Central. It's going to be a, those, they're going to definitely face those questions again. And uh, Tim, maybe you can help us phrase it in order to get satisfying answers from them. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll fall on I mean? the like, sword. So much of yeah. this game, not to keep rambling, but so much of this game is just 
you know, having a philosophy of what you think is the right thing to do and then executing it. And I think that's what they feel like they did. And in this instance, it just, you know, the, the, it, it didn't, it didn't hit. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I'm not, I'm not certain how much, how different it would look this year. Two things, Adam, for you real quick. Um, one would be, uh, you and I spoke last year, keys to, you know, keys to the season, I said, were uh, Travis Shaw and Adrian Hauser, okay? And, and yeah, that's sort of, Adrian was kind of a key, and, and we all know what happened with Shaw. But um, this year, I, I think just for now, I, I have one. I'll come up with a couple more. I'm just wondering that middle relief in there, Adam, who yep. are some of your yep. go-to guys in there? I mean, the Box and Williams and, and Hayter are all good on paper. Brent Suter is going to be that multi-inning guy, and – I just think they need uh, a Jake Cousins to step up, a Trevor Gott, J.C. Mejia, one or two of those guys. They're going to need more. Am I am I wrong in thinking that way? No, I think you're exactly right, and we didn't work this out ahead of time, but you know, today or yesterday was two weeks until opening day. I took my first shot at predicting the roster, and the only thing I can predict with 100% certainty is that I did not name the correct 28-man opening day roster because I never do. No one ever does because things change. But the hardest part of that for me, you know, remember they start with 28 guys uh, for the first month of the season. So I'm guessing that's 14 pitchers. So I'm guessing that means basically an eight-man bullpen, nine if you count Ashley bouncing back and forth. And the last, like, three spots in the bullpen are really, really, really hard to pick right now. And I love the two names you named, uh, Trevor Gott and J.C. Mejia, those are probably not names a lot of people know, and we haven't, frankly, even had time to dive. I talked to Trevor Gott today a little bit, so I'm going to try to write about him. Um, I would put John Del Gustavi in that group. I would put mm-hmm. Luis Perdomo in that group. Maybe Angel Perdomo, but he's been optioned out, um, so he's not pitching as much over here. Um, there, are, there are jobs to be won, and I think we saw last season like how important those roles can be. And I agree with you. Like, you've got uh, Williams and Hayter are solid at the back. I think Boxberger was so solid last year. I'm a little worried about the good year, bad year trend on relievers with him. Sometimes a reliever has a great year and they pitch a ton, and then the next year can be not so good. He pitched a ton last year. So his, goal, his, his challenge is going to be to do it again uh, after a very heavy workload. And then you name Cousins, Suter, those are going to be vitally important pitchers in those Sixth innings that often decide games. Um, I think Aaron Ashby is going to pitch a lot of those sixth innings because he's going to be moving back and forth. And then it's some of those extra guys that we just named that are going to be pitching in those roles. And look, they don't make the big numbers. Josh Hader just signed for $11 million this year. Um, you know, the Trevor Gotts, the J.C. Mejia, the John Del Gustavis, they don't make it $11 million. But they can be really, really important to winning and losing games. And they can also be really, really important to the kind of carryover effect of bullpens when you have a bad game. And if those guys can sometimes cover two innings in a bad game, it helps you win the next day. So those are really important spots. And I think, to me, with two, less than two weeks to go now, I do not have a strong sense at all about who's going to be yep. in those roles at the start. Yeah, yeah, me me too. Okay, final thing for you. Brewers announced that you were involved, you are involved in, in something new that they're <laughs> unveiling. That is, uh, you're going to be doing a, a regular podcast, you and Tim Dillard and uh, among others. Uh, that's pretty cool, Adam. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I'm a podcast junkie, so 
it's like, on one hand, it's a lot of pressure. But Dillard's in there, so on the other hand, it's not a lot of pressure because I'm just going to get the hell out of the way and let Dillard tell right. stories um, and, you know, throw interject in some, some little anecdote of my own here and there. So uh, we've done a couple of test podcasts on the side over the winter, and um, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. And I think, as you said, there's going to be some other people involved, but Brad Ford is the other uh, mainstay. He's the social media for the Brewers. So kind of between the three of us, we're looking at it from three different perspectives. And I hope uh, that it's pretty fun. The idea is to do it weekly. Um, the idea is to not get any sleep in 2022. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to that as well and see how long I can go without sleeping. Yeah, and I know uh, you're probably used to it, but, uh, man, I miss being out there. It's been two years since I've been in uh, uh, Arizona there. and. Would have went this year, still trying to recoup from long COVID, uh, Adam. So that's why you're not seeing me running around, bouncing around out there. So still trying to get. Well, we 100%. missed you. Uh, I'll <laughs> I tell bet you, you the do. greatest thing that's happened is Frazier's is back. Oh, really? Uh, get out of here. Fra- my favorite restaurant in Arizona. My last meal, should it come to that, will be flown <laughs> in from Frazier's. Frazier's pork chop, which you've had. Yep. We've probably talked about on the air before. Uh, they are back. They opened up um, <laughs> New Year's Day uh, 2020, <laughs> which is an interesting time Whoops. to reopen a restaurant, yeah. considering what happened two months after that. But they're going strong. And when you come down here, you will go get a Fraser's Pork I, Shop. I, I definitely will. And the coldest cold beer that there is. And that is Adam McAlvey, MLB.com, Brewers.com. I always enjoy talking Brewers baseball. We were talking about the bullpen and – uh, you know how that is is, is going to translate into an opening day roster, and and since that interview right there, the Brewers did sign Jose Urania, and uh, he is uh, certainly he pitched uh, over the weekend, did give up a few hits and a run, but uh, you know, I would assume he would break camp. That looks encouraging for him to break camp. So there is a, a seven-year major league veteran. Uh, that is going to join that bullpen. And I wouldn't be surprised in the next 24, 48 hours if the Brewers make another move to acquire a bullpen arm. And we'll talk some more baseball up next at Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Tim in for Spark today here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals here on a Monday. Tim Allen in for Sparky today. Uh, The Rami Show coming up at the uh, top of the hour, and we'll have a lot of news and notes. We'll talk some NBA basketball as well as we're headed down to uh, the final stretch here before uh, the playoffs start, and can't wait for that. The East is is going to be a battle. That's for sure, and we saw that last week with a couple of games, Bucks and and Philly, Bucks and Brooklyn, and then they they fall to the West, uh, Dallas, yesterday, but... uh, uh, that's wow. That's that's going to be fun. And can can the Bucks repeat? Yeah, they've they've got a legitimate crack at it, and that that uh, that uh, can't be understated here. Let's hit the Great Midwest Bank hotline and welcome in from the Kenosha Kingfish, the general manager Ryan Garalski. Uh, Ryan, what's going on, dude? Hey Tim, thanks for having me. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah well, more important how you are. And uh, I don't know if you caught earlier on this hour, I was uh, talking about the lockout and the major league ball players and owners fighting over money and things like that. And and I think people keep a chip on their shoulders. So I wanted to offer alternatives. And of course, in Milwaukee, there's the Milkmen and there's uh, the Schnooks and and there's you guys as part of the North Woods League. Um, down there in Kenosha for for the Kingfish, but uh, we'll get to some brewers because I know you're a big brewer fan in in a little while. But t- mm-hmm. talk about the league in general, Ryan. That um, is it the biggest wood bat league or the second biggest wood bat league uh, in America? Well, you're asking me. I'm biased, so of course I'm going <laughs> to say we're number one. But I guess to baseball pundits, we're probably number two technically. Um, mm-hmm. The Cape Cod's still home to like the best talent, but I would say, you know, Craig Council himself has said this to our league president before that he prefers the the Northwoods League because of the 72 game season, and we are playing a full schedule. The Cape Cod's a really unique thing. They play in really nice uh, part of the country, and it's beautiful around that time of year. And um, they do a really short schedule. It is the top guys in the country for sure, but we are very close, number two, if not number one. Yeah, and we get some premier talent. I mean, the list goes on on and on, but for us this year, we're going to have some incredible talent. Of course, Brady Council is going to play for the Kingfish, so <laughs> I'm obviously uh, biased to Brady and Craig, but I think that'll be fun for people to come see him. Amongst others, we have a ton of Power 5 guys that are going to be drafted someday, and you know we've only been an organization for eight years, so we only have one guy in the bigs. His name's Rico Garcia. Uh, he played for the Giants and the Rockies, but... Yeah, we're home to Premier Baseball, man. And if you're looking to watch some great baseball, we are for sure your place. But I would say kind of like the Milkmen and the Chinooks, we're more about family entertainment and the value aspect and having a good time at the ballpark. You know, the the league in general, I've been pretty impressed and been uh, advocating for the league for a long time. Uh, just just because it, um, it does provide that alternative. And, and as you said, a family thing. I mean, these guys... These guys play in front of at certain stadiums. And I was talking to Adam Roberts producing the show today. You know, some of the stadiums, that they're, they're, you know, because of 
facilities that aren't available in their area. They're they're a little on the smaller side, but man, you look at Madison, you look at Milwaukee, you look at Kenosha, you look at Lacrosse. I mean, that's it's big time. There's two, three, four, five thousand fans in <laughs> on a given night. That's that's got to be crazy for these college kids. Yeah, and you know this living in Kenosha, but people love the kingfish, and we've been really supported well over the years. A uh, normal year, pandemic aside, which has been you know, a couple of years since I can say that, um, we average just over 2,500 people. So on a Saturday night, you're going to have 3,200 people there. As a college kid, I mean, there's nothing cooler. You got 3,000-plus people that want your autograph after the game. I mean, that's it's an experience unlike any other. And to be honest, like, People just love repping the Kingfish, and they love watching these kids play. And um, Simmons Field, where we play, is 102 years old. So I can tell you this with full confidence. It's not the nicest stadium in the park. It's not, you know, the field of play is always a little bit rough, and it's a little – got to be tough to play here for sure. But people, especially the college kids, love playing here because there's people in the stands. That's really what matters to the kids. You know, the facilities are awesome. That's what they go to college for. Those, these Power 5 schools have the facilities. They come to Kenosha because they're going to be a star for the summer, and we pack that thing. So it's a ton of fun. Madison, of course, does crazy numbers, and you know the Milkmen have been really successful. So I don't look at these things as competition. Even the Brewers and the White Sox and the Cubs, that's, we cannot compete with them. It'd be really hard to do. Rather, we are all you know, entertainment. And it's a good option for anybody looking to watch some good baseball. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And and there's a Pat Murphy connection too with you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Pat's kid played for us a few years back, Ty Murphy, who's a, a really good baseball player. I think he's going to play in the Cape this year, actually. But yeah, we had Kai and uh, he's a really good player. And then Pat actually got us our current manager, um, Sean McSheffrey, who's who was once in the, in the Padres organization and AAA coach of some sort, and he's currently at like a powerhouse JUCO, which is a whole nother world. But Pat recommended this guy for us, and Pat's been really nice to us, and that's kind of how I made the Brady Council thing happen. <laughs> I planted that seed in, in Pat's head. I said, "Hey, I don't know what Kai's doing this summer." He's like, "Well, I think he's going to go to the Cape." I said, "Okay, what about Brady Council?" He's like, "All right, I can see what I can do." And it's cool to have that, you know, people rarely gravitate at the names on the back, but I think Brady Council moves the needle a little bit. And this is the first time in my career with the Kingfish that we've had a player that people are literally calling me about and saying, Hey, can Brady Council do this? Can Brady Council do that? And it's just, it's funny. He's 19 years old. So I've <laughs> kind of tempered it a little bit, but it's really cool to have, you know, the Brewers be a friend of ours kind of, and especially for me. I mean, that's a thrill that Pat Murphy and I am on the phone talking shop, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, no, a good dude, and and uh, people know that from from the post game show too, with with our conversations. But all right, so I'll, I'll let people in on a little secret here. So I want what I want folks to do is I want them to go to the Northwoods League uh, uh, websites. So Chinooks, uh, go to the Kingfish, you know, just local the the two locals, okay. And then I want it cross referenced with the Brewer schedule. So when you have a home date for the Chinooks on a Brewers off day and they're playing the Kingfish, that's where Craig Council is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, so check the Kenosha Kingfish schedule out. If they're at home and the Brewers are an off day on a homestand, that's where Craig Council is going to be. I'll guarantee yeah. it. I'll, I'll promise you you're going to have Craig Council walking around Simmons Field. 
<laughs> yeah, it'll be cool to have Craig there. Uh, we're gonna try to. I know when Pat was there, he was super friendly to everyone, and to be honest, he didn't. Nobody really even recognized him. But um, yeah, I can almost guarantee Craig. Well, he made the trip all the way up to Wilmer last year, is where Brady played last year. So I guarantee he'll be at our park. And obviously, I'm thrilled. But um, we want to showcase his son. His son's a good baseball player. He's going to Minnesota. His other kids going to Michigan. So maybe we'll have the the duo going together, Jack and Brady, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and then make sure, folks, when you when you get into uh, the Schnooks uh, out in Mequon or, or the Kenosha Kingfish, I want you to and Council's there. I want you to ask him why he pulled Woody after six and a third. <laughs> yeah, and, and ask him all about. Do a little post game show at a Northwoods League game. That that oh that make Craig really happy. Thanks, Tim. We appreciate yeah, the second that. Second, I meet Craig. I'm going to mention this to him. I'm going to say, "Hey, Tim Allen told me to ask you all these questions." Yeah, he gave fans some insight on on how to meet Craig Council up close uh, and watch his kid play for the Northwoods League team. Last year, you had a whole mess of talent coming in for a special event, and I know there's some things in the work for special events uh, as well. What do you got going this summer? Yeah, so obviously May 30th is our opening day. I shouldn't say obviously. I think people, it always sneaks up on people, especially this year. May 30th, it's coming quick, opening night. Um, we're going to have this awesome band called Conviction play after the game. I don't know if oh, anyone's who ever are heard they? of them. They're... Yeah, who are they? <laughs> but, yeah, we're excited. Opening day is usually a big deal for us, and we're excited to have your band there and be a part of it. And then, of course, last summer you were a part of an awesome event, but we're doing it again July 16th. It's going to be a little different. We're going to try to put more of a local flavor on it with Melvin Gordon and Tristan Jass. Um, and maybe your listeners don't even know who T.J.S. is, but he is more famous than, like, Raleigh Fingers and Paul Motter, which seems crazy, but he's a YouTube <laughs> sensation from Kenosha. Yeah, yeah. He's been a great friend of ours, and um, hopefully we can get Melvin behind it, and then we get, you know, we get people like your kid, Mitch Bubin, and then we'll get a couple of the local, like Jimmy Gantner, uh, mm-hmm. Bill Hall, Monty Ball, Jeff Jenkins, those guys I think would come back in a, in a blink because they loved that event and they had a blast. And then we'll get some of the for- former Kenosha Twins, which played here in the 80s, like Pat Mahomes Sr., uh, Jamie Odgan, Willie Banks. It was, and you were there, Tim. You can speak at it more than yeah. I can, but phenomenal event. People loved it. And um, July 16th is going to be the night we're doing it again. Yep, and May 30th, uh, Memorial Day is the home opener down there, and uh, fireworks night, there's going to be a packed house, it'll be fun, 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 fun stuff. And and Ryan, I, I appreciate the time, and I'll turn you loose here, but uh, yeah, congrats on, uh, so hold on, one more thing. Was there an ownership change around the Northwoods League? Did did the St. Saint Paul Saints dudes buy you guys? Did they buy other teams as well, or just you? Yeah, good question. So it's a guy who actually used to work for the St. Paul Saints, and uh, they're really successful. They were an independent team. They just went AAA this year for the mm-hmm. for the Twins. But Mike Vec, who is very famous in the, the world of sports for the disco demolition and things like that, um, he owns the St. Paul mm-hmm. Saints. His GM, Bill Fanning, is now our yeah. primary owner. And, uh, no, they just bought just us, so we're excited to have them. It's a really good thing for the city of Kenosha. And to be honest, um, for baseball around here. And, you know, when the when the lockout happened with MLB, we got a lot of calls, and people were mad at the MLB. But I would say this, you know, baseball being canceled is never good for anybody, even us. I, it's not good for the game of baseball. We might have some residual value to people being like, I'm done with MLB, but we want to grow the game of baseball. And, like, 
we want to grow family entertainment and fun, and I think these guys coming in are going to be a huge part of it, and you guys are going to see some immediate changes and then some long-term changes for sure that are good for the city and for the Kingfish. So um, the staff and everything's staying. Everything remains the same. We're still the Kenosha Kingfish. <laughs> it's a common question I get is, are they going to change the name? No, I don't think so. So we're excited to have them. Excellent. Adam, if you want to jump in here, go ahead. Yeah, Ryan, I have a question for you. Does the name Steve ring a bell to you at all? Steve uh, Malliot? Uh, I'm thinking Steve in the West Bend area. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, my dad, he's a, <laughs> you know, he's a diehard Kingfish fan. He's our number one fan. <laughs> hey, boys, how you doing? <laughs> I'll keep it on. There we go. What are you doing in West Bend? You live there? No, no, no I've been working. Down, I'm working, but uh, you sent me the link to him. You, you can be on the radio with you. I had to call. I mean, this is the only way I can talk to the guy. He's so darn busy. Yeah. Now, Steve, are you a big <laughs> Brewers fan as well? Huge, huge. Twenty. Uh, we've been twenty game season ticket holders for fifteen, sixteen years now. Okay. Some of the projections out. Brewers. Uh, a. Over 90% chance to appear in the postseason. Uh, ESPN has their win total at 94. Caesars has their betting win total at right around 90. Where do you see them? I see them right in that 92, 93 range. And I, I wish I would have known about that 90 because I was just in Vegas last week with my wife. I would have wanted put some money on the over there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's so... like the ultimate lipness test there, Tim. If my dad believes in this team, we're in a good spot because he is <laughs> – a old school Brewer fan, and he lives and dies on every pitch. And he texts me after every home run we give up and every loss. And hey, trade this guy, fire council. <laughs> so, well, I've never I, said fire council. usually April fifth, six. <laughs> I've never said fire council. See me, I'm old school, just like you. I just want these guys to win one for us. Yeah, That's no, it. no doubt. Just, just get one in the books here. Get into the World Series. They get to the World Series, they're going to win it under Craig Council. Yeah. I, I'm convinced of that. There's. There's no doubt about it. All right, Steve, great, great hearing from you. And and how do you like my little insight? I think Counts is going to be a little upset with me when I had the cross-reference of the schedules. If it's a Brewers off day and the Kingfish are playing at home, Council will be there. And right now, people are probably looking at the calendars and the schedules. Yeah, those, uh, those ticket lines are burning up right now down in Kenosha. All right, guys. Steve, thanks a lot. And Ryan, you too, man. Thanks for the time. We'll talk again. We'll be in touch, okay? Yeah, thank you, Timmy. Take care, guys. All right, there he is, Ryan Garalski, uh, the general manager of the Kenosha Kingfish uh, in the Northwoods League, and he joins us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Guys, if you're applying for a home renovation loan and it has you feeling anxious, just breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started Oops. at greatmidwestbank.com today. Yeah, it's the Rami show, and it starts next without Rami. Keep it right there, though. We had some interesting stuff. Jam-packed show coming up. Rami show is next. This has been Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 